Welcome to the Words Work at Microsoft podcast with your hosts, Jennifer Boss and Amy King. On this pod, we'll be chatting about how Microsoft culture has evolved, starting with the way we talk. In each episode, we'll interview someone within the Microsoft writing community, giving you an inside look at how we approach our work and hopefully offering up a hefty dose of tips and tricks along the way. I'm your host, Jen Boss, and I'm a writer and creative strategist in the Office 365 Design Studio here at Microsoft. And with me is my co-host, Amy King. Hello, I am Amy, and I am a UX writer also within the Office 365 Design Studio here at Microsoft. Today, we're talking with David Betts, a senior writer on the Windows Content Experiences team. Prior to Microsoft, David served as VP of Storytelling with UP Global, where they focused on building startup communities. And before that, he spent 12 years on the agency side as a global creative, creative director for the award-winning Lexus Magazine program and creative director at Story Worldwide. He also taught graphic design at Penn State University in California College of Arts and served as co-president of the AIGA Seattle chapter. And we're really excited to talk to him today about his editorial work for Microsoft Design's Medium.com publication. Welcome to the podcast, David. How do we do on that intro? Thank you, Jennifer. Anything you'd like to add? That was awesome. I think that's perfect. <laughs> it's, it's, it was super inflated, so you might want to tone it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we it. nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, David, before we dive in, Amy and I like mm-hmm. to start things off with a silly getting-to-know-you question for all of us. And today, mm-hmm. that question is, what's your spirit animal? Uh, we're going to give you a few minutes to think about this one. Um, so, Amy, you're first up. What's the animal, animal that represents who you are or who you want to be? Okay. So, I actually have thought about this in great detail. And, um, and I am a, this sounds weird, a male humpback whale. Why male? <laughs> Because the male humpback whale is the one that spent his day singing. And if you're in the studio with me, you probably notice that I sing a lot or make up songs while I'm working. So I feel like that really represents me. And also the humpback whale is like nature's protector of the underdog. And, you know, I support only underdog sports teams like the Browns and the Bengals. So I, I don't know. I, it feels like the male humpback whale is spot on my spirit. Animal. <laughs> I love that. So thoughtful. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, my God. Yep. What about you, Jen? Do you have a spirit animal? <laughs> my spirit animal changes moment to moment. Today, okay. I'm uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I think uh, channel the chocolate mousse chocolate cake in my fridge. That's gonna be my birthday cake for my daughter's birthday party tonight. Uh, and my eyes are focused on it at the end of a long week. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, what about you, David? Hopefully, we've given you enough time to think about this one. Oh yes, uh, thanks Jennifer and Amy. Those are hard acts to follow. But, um, I'm I'm quite fond of Sasquatch. Uh, he's uh, he's quiet. Yeah, he's he's quiet and he's he's a little hairy. That might be too TMI. Uh, but I'm especially fond of the version that ran around a while back in a Sonics uniform. 
Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. But sadly, I haven't seen uh, Sasquatch or the Sonics in quite some time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh! Remember those temp days? Yeah. Does that yes. mean that you're a yeah. local boy? Uh, for all intents Would and you? purposes. <laughs> uh, Actually, I grew right. up. Well, I, we got I a couple of locals up, on the call. Well, I did grow up in the Midwest, so uh, I'm partial to the Browns uh, and the Indians and all that sort of losing woe is me. Yes. As, uh, as Amy mentioned. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a Midwest oh uh, Midwest roots, uh, left coast sensibilities, and a global citizen. Is, uh, how I like to think about myself. Ooh. Ooh. I like that packaging. That's a copywriter right there. That is indeed. <laughs> uh, you know, I got to say, I really love these silly questions because they seem to help us get to know somebody so much better in a really short amount of time. Uh, they correct okay. me up, but <clears throat> I suppose we better dig into what we really want to talk about today. Yes. Um, so, David, uh, so we're talking about your Midwest roots. Let's just keep going with that. Um, just get a little intro into you, how you got started as a writer, and uh, how long you've been working at Microsoft. Uh, well, I got into this uh, really by being fascinated with communication. And that is what's really required for communication to truly happen. And I came at this originally from uh, the visual side, from the design side. Uh, working with you know problem solving and concepts and information hierarchy and user needs and that evolved over time into editorial uh, sort of crafting narratives uh, across any number of channels that sort of resonate with a particular brand that we're working on and uh, eventually landed on this notion of story uh, around 2006 I think you mentioned in the intro I was part of a agency startup, and it was actually called Story. And we we specialized in real people, real stories, um, and we found that that story sort of breaks through all the noise and connects with people on a, at a real uh, fundamental level. And to answer your second question, uh, I've been at Microsoft uh, over a year uh, in a few months. I'm currently in uh, CX. So I want to give a shout out to all the content experience folks out there listening. Aww, I love that. <laughs> well, you and Amy are in the same boat. You're both kind of tucking in on the one year mark. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. All right. Well, you mentioned the stories at Microsoft Design. Um, let's talk about that work. How and why did that project get started? Well, uh, it came about as a part of uh, support for Microsoft Design Communications. And so that was uh, an initiative uh, Albert Shum started with uh, Sarah Morris uh, when I joined. Uh, I've worked into support of her. And then uh, she's uh, recently moved on, and Paul uh, Fabrate has moved in to take over. Uh, so it's really supporting um, Microsoft Design Communications. Cool. And Sarah, yeah, she was um, she was a big proponent of the inclusivity design movement that kind of swept through Microsoft recently, right? That's right, Amy. Uh, Sarah Morris was part of the inclusive design team uh, at Microsoft, and that team continues to grow and do really important work on accessibility uh, across the company. And so they uh, recently published a, a white paper 
uh, on uh, bias and AI that's up on the Medium um, publication. You might want to check that out. Yeah, definitely. I'm a huge fan. I of have already. That. I'm such a good reader. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you. That was, it was a really it was a really good article. Um, so I'm I'm glad that you brought that one up in particular because I think that's a, a topic that is uh, very relevant right now and is kind of sweeping sweeping the world um, AI and what that means and the impact of all the other um, industries out there in the world. If I could, yes, and <laughs> if I could tag onto that, you know the. Yeah. Uh, the mission here at Microsoft that Satya is so great at articulating, you know, helping every organization and every person on the planet achieve more. You know, there are uh, 1 billion people on the planet that are, uh, you know, challenged in some way. Um, and actually, you know, we're all sort of differently able to different parts in our lives. So anything we can do from the design standpoint to be more inclusive uh, really helps us, you know, deliver on that mission. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. We actually have a, a project going on inside of our org um, all around that with like hands-free um, email because um, you never know what the circumstances are going to be. It's not necessarily completely focused on accessibility and having um, an assumption and stigma in your mind as to what that means, but also what you said is um, you know, there are certain in, uh, circumstances throughout life where anybody can be needing additional um, assistance. So as a, managing, uh, as a managing editor for these Microsoft Design stories, how do, where do the stories come from? How do, you, how do you keep up the cadence? And what are you looking for for each story? Can you tell us a bit about that? Sure can. Uh, I think it, as Amy can attest, uh, it <laughs> begins with um, talking with designers and content creators uh, across campus, across the org, and just meeting people, finding out what they're up to, and kind of nurturing ideas along, and encouraging people to, to share those notions that they may have uh, about their particular perspective on their work. Uh, so it's, a, you know, it's an ongoing effort. And in terms of cadence, um, you know, this is uh, also a 100% volunteer effort. So uh, I, I need to sort of keep enough entrees on the stovetop, if you will, so that, yeah. at, uh, so that at any given week, one of those entrees will be ready to serve. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to uh, connect with designers in the Berlin office, in Vancouver, in New York City, in Tokyo, and in Silicon Valley as well. So it's not just a Redmond-based effort. Uh, so uh, I, I think that global aspect and global perspective is is really important as well. Absolutely, and very key to our thoughts as, a, as an organization is it's all worldwide. And I love that analogy, yeah. that little secret analogy of you're like head chef of this medium publication. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it that way. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, let me tell you about today's specials. I think we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> What I would add to that is, uh, as time goes by, we're, we're becoming more intentional around the stories we tell and events and launches uh, that are happening out in the, in the world. Um, and what we want to strive to achieve is, you know, really tell the stories that make Microsoft design unique. Um, do we have, like, a, um, a way of kind of packaging up what makes 
Microsoft Design Unique, like what that uh, editorial <coughs> guidance is? Yeah, I think uh, if you look at uh, sort of the way the medium publication is set up, uh, we have stories about fluent design. We have stories about mixed reality. We have stories about inclusive design. And, and right off the top, those are three sort of uh, areas that we're, we have leadership and, and authority in. Uh, and you're not going to find those in many other uh, design organizations uh, around the world. You've been doing this successfully for over a year now, and you mentioned that you have um, individuals that are not just writers but also designers in coming in and uh, contributing to the Medium blog. What sort of guidance are you giving those people that want to publish to the channel, and do you have writer, any writer's block or blank page writing tips and tricks for people who don't consider themselves to be writers? That's a great question, Amy. And you're right. We do have uh, contributors from all different disciplines. Uh, although our target audience uh, is design, we have data scientists, we have research and developers, we have um, insight gatherers, we have writers um, contributing here. And my, um, my tips are sort of consolidated in a writer's guide that mm -hmm. uh, I can share with people, and it's chock full of information, not only from me, but from other writers uh, advising them. And in terms of uh, sort of breaking through writer's block, you know, some of the best practices that I've come across are, you know, keeping a journal and taking notes uh, and keeping your head up and thinking about the world uh, beyond Redmond and beyond technology even and see what kind of dots uh, you might be able to connect. Uh, and, and then finally, you know, make some time and, and do the work. I was talking with David Conrad recently on a Medium story about creative mornings. And uh, he said, you know, everybody has the capacity to be creative, but those who really um, uh, achieve something in the creative realm really, really work at it. They put in the effort. So take some time, make some time, uh, write down some stuff, and test it out. Uh, talk to a friend, bounce it off a colleague, see if there's something there uh, that resonates with them. Uh, so those are those are some of the tips uh, that that I've picked up along the way. That's that's really great. I love the part where you say, uh, "Look up and um, really just absorb your surroundings," because I find myself. When I am heads down, in my head, I'm still just turning over and over these ideas that I'm thinking about in one particular avenue of thought. But then when I finally am um, letting go of that and just absorbing my environment and surroundings, that's where I have those aha moments. And I think that that's a great piece of advice to have. Yeah, we can kind of get yeah. buried in presentation decks and acronyms and features. But if you if you pull your head up, and Satya does a great job of, of doing this, you know, how are we helping people be more productive? How are we helping people achieve more, um, whether it's at work or playing a game or at home? Mm -hmm. And and that's, uh, you know, connecting those dots is something that, um, you know, designers are pretty good at. 
uh, having those aha moments and writers too as well. So I encourage them to when that comes up, you know, make a note and see what see what happens. Yeah, those are some really great tips. And and one thing that you, you didn't specifically hit on, but is very evident in the, the the stories that are published is that your advice must also include that things should be written from a first person. And that probably helps with the blank page as well. If it's a personal perspective and it's coming from your tone of voice. Um, so I guess along those lines, can you talk about how you, as an editor helping others develop their stories, uh, how you help keep those individual voices in their writing while also kind of shepherding the you know, Microsoft perspective in there? So uh, first person is, is important for the medium publication and getting, uh, you know, an inside perspective, an authentic perspective, a true perspective down on paper uh, is harder than it seems, especially for designers who are sort of visually oriented. So what I've, had some success doing is, uh, you know, being empathetic and designers know all about that. And so it's getting on the other side of the table with them and saying, yeah, writing can be scary. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, however, you have a germ of an idea here that you're super excited about and let's talk about it. So we go back and forth uh, in conversation, uh, some more than others. uh, And and ultimately, uh, you know, the control of the piece of the the story is theirs. Uh, We'll make suggestions. We'll kick things back and forth. But the final call on all of that stuff is up to the author. And I think that helps keep that first-person perspective alive. Um, I I would also add that I sort of tailor the assistance based on uh, writer needs. So if you need a lot of uh, advice and or you need me to interview you and you don't have time to write, that's that's something that can happen. And at the other end of the spectrum, we have super polished writers that, that hand me fully fleshed out manuscripts and we just do a proofread, maybe uh, revise the headline and deck a little bit and check the links and we're good to go. So uh, for all you listening out there, I would encourage you, you know, whatever you need, uh, you can find it uh, and uh, I invite you to participate. Definitely. I love it. Yes. I love that use of a germ of an idea. I'm going to refer to you as head chef and master gardener of Microsoft. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's all organic. It's all local. <laughs> but um, um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, from that, do you have a fra- favorite story so far? Well, that is, that's the toughest question uh, to answer. Uh, you know, as, as head chef and chief gardener, they're all beautiful creations. And it really is hard to pick a favorite. Uh, I, I can answer that question in a couple of ways. Okay. Uh, I can tell you that the, the reader's favorite uh, from Medium Statistics was written by a, a guy who's not a designer. Uh, his name is Bill Party. Uh, he's a data scientist. And he wrote this story about uh, if you want to be creative, don't be data driven. That's the headline, <laughs> and that's a provo- that's, awesome. that's a provocative statement. Yes, yeah. and I absolutely agree with him. Yes. Yeah. You're here. All right. Very good. Yeah. So he's a support uh, discipline. He's a fan of design, and he's he's going to be uh, demystifying big data 
in a series of stories. And his, his lead story was uh, just tremendously uh, received by readership. It got listed on medium.com's homepage. It's been picked up by several other blogs. Uh, it's been picked up internationally. Uh, so he's, he's been really successful there because uh, it's a good story. One of the reasons that Bill's story was so popular with the readership on Medium uh, was that he takes a, a, a huge popular topic and kind of demystifies it, and he offers practical advice within the article that you can take into your next meeting and uh, be better prepared for. And it's this, um, you know, offering practical advice or tips uh, that are tested um, by you, the expert, uh, is advice that I also give uh, to our writers to follow up on a previous question. You know, what, what do you wish you would have known going into this project uh, that you can share with writers who might be facing it for the first time? Pay it forward, right? right? <clears throat> exactly, yes. So um, I, I, that's the reader's favorite. I do have uh, some other favorites I'd like to mention. Mm -hmm. uh, selfishly for me, uh, as a, a design geek uh, and a creative fan, uh, I, had, I got to have conversations with uh, David Conrad, who runs Creative Mornings, who I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And we talked, about, uh, we talked about creativity. And, boy, he connected a lot of uh, dots there for me. That was fun. And I also got to talk with Steve Koneko uh, about the future of design. Uh, and that was a lot of fun for me, selfishly. Uh, I would I would add that uh, another story I'm fond of is uh, Hui Lu. Uh, she wrote a story called My 100X Idea, and it's mm -hmm. a, a rich visual story, uh, and it's about memory and loss and creation, and it's uh, really personal and really compelling. So I'd encourage you to check that one out. Definitely. I feel like I might not get anything done this weekend because I'm just going to be reading post <clears throat> after post on Medium. <laughs> well, then uh, I will have done my job. <laughs> Absolutely. And the Steve Koneko interview is already published? Yes. All the stories I mentioned are, are live. Yep. Oh, lovely. I'm intrigued by what he has to say about the future of design. Yeah, he, uh, he, so, he had a lot of commentary and a lot of highlights based on what he's done. And, you know, these medium stories live on. We publish them, you know, at once a week, and they get a supportive tweet from Microsoft Design. Uh, but they live on, and people continue to refer to things in via search or other links or retweets. Uh, and that, that social aspect keeps these things alive and evolving, uh, even past the published date. That's kind of a cool thing about the Medium platform. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's just so open, and the, and the clap system does kind of bring things into your feed at different times. And it, yeah, I think that's why it's such a popular blogging tool. It's you know, modernized with its rich visuals, and then also with just the way that it consumes. So um, yep. how can people get involved with this Medium project? Well, um, there are a few different ways that are really kind of uh, low impact. Uh, you can follow the Medium publications, Microsoft Design on Medium. Uh, you can read stories, and you can do all that while you're waiting for a cup of coffee. 
you can also, when you get an account, you can sign up for an email digest that gives you not only Microsoft design content, but other content that you might be interested in, AI or travel or photography or whatever interest you have. Uh, and that's a custom feed you get uh, at a frequency of your choosing. Uh, you can also uh, comment on stories. You can favorite stories. You can follow writers. And then finally, if you're totally, uh, totally interested in this, you can write for us. Uh, we have uh, an alias. It is design editorial at Microsoft.com. Uh, you can send me over an idea, and we'll, we'll get back to you and, and make sure that your story gets added to all the stories uh, that you see up on the Microsoft Design Medium publication. That's fantastic. I hope everyone takes that call to action. Uh, okay, well, that's all the time we've got. David, thank you so right. much for joining us on the show today. It's been a lot of fun. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, and good luck with your podcast. Uh, thank you. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a rating on iTunes. Your review will help others find us. You can also head to our blog at wordsworkpodcast.com to leave us comments on the blog post for this episode. Thanks.